Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, the Star Trek pod thing. My name's Jake, <laughs> and I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. And Caitlin. This is episode 98. <laughs> Next week, we'll have 98 SE, and the following week, ME. <laughs> no, we won't. Is that a Microsoft Word joke? What is that? Office. Oh. Windows, 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 rather. Windows yeah. 98. Then there's 98 SE, there's ME, when do we get- XP, Vista, 7, 8, 10. 10. When do we get uh, 98 degrees? That's what I need to know. Ah. No, we had to turn the air conditioner off. Yeah. So, so very soon. soon. All right, well, that's a good point. This week, we'll be talking about two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. The first is The Wounded. The wo- Wounded. Yeah, wounded. I don't get the title. Because they were wounded. Psychologically. Meh. In the war. Um, in well, we, we'll ta- I'll, I'll do the, the synopsis. So, in the wounded, the Enterprise is attacked <gasps> by a Cardassian ship. We, this the is the traitor. first time we've met the Cardassians. Love them. Um, so, are we keeping up with them, though? We are. Is that what the show's called? Yes. It is, right? Okay, yes. great. So, we're attacked Staying by away these from Cardassians. The and uh, Enterprise is like, what the fuck? So eventually they, you know, they manage to disable the, the Kardashian ship. And they're like, what the fuck, Kardashians? And Gul Dukat comes on and says... Uh, he doesn't have the swagger yet. He says, yet. look, at my, look at my goofy helmet. And they're like, yeah, that is a goofy helmet. And then he says, you know, this you're, we're, you know we're at war. And they're like, no, we're not at war. We used to be at war, apparently. But now we're not. And they're like, well, tell that to the guy that's flying around blowing shit up in a Federation ship. And Picard's like, I will. Who is it? So Picard calls calls his boss. Uh, What's he call him? He calls him a jerk. <gasps> and then his that. boss is like, yeah, they're right, John Luke. Anyway, so his boss is like, yeah, we figured, yep, yeah, this guy. Benjamin, Benjamin Maxwell? Maxwell House. He's gone rogue. He's taken his ship into Cardassian uh, territory and he's blowing shit up. So he's gone full Tom Cruise. Is this how he wound up at Shawshank after what he did here? Yeah, that's right. Okay. He was uh, knocked down. Yeah, that, this guy just always plays a shit. Oh, this, that's, that's exactly what, what I said. Um, he was in Shawshank. We think he might have been in Dolores yeah. Claiborne and he was definitely in Demolition Daredevil. Man. Well, I was going to say Daredevil, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the ones that Fisk... Bitch slaps out of the way. I'm pretty oh, sure he is. Maybe. Either anyway, way. Always plays a turd. Either way, yeah. This guy, yeah. The Benjamin Maxwell is played by the warden from uh, Shawshank. That's where you may know him from. Anywho, he we we try to track him down uh, with the help of the Cardassians. They come on board. In the meantime, we find out that O'Brien was a crew member on Maxwell's ship back in the day and is close friends with them. And through him, we find out that uh, the Cardassians during the war killed Maxwell's family in an attack. So the, th- the prevailing theory is, well, he might just be a little uh, bitter about that. Bit him too. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey. And we also find out that uh, O'Brien himself has has a little streak of the racism. Yeah, his the, wife uh, calls him out on it. You know what else the we ca- learned? The Cardin- Cardin- Cardinians. What? We also, the cardamom? We also learned that uh, O'Brien has apparently never eaten a single meal with his wife before. Yeah, well, because... Well, they don't love each other. They just that, don't. Did you see that garbage that she served, served him? 
Yeah, but like, why was he surprised? Well, I don't know. They we'll could get both. To that. They could both do better. Somehow. Maybe she had previously been. Well, I don't know if he. Can. Well, you see, but, probably. Wait, 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 We're not even through the synopsis. Yeah, we're getting through the synopsis. Let's, we'll talk about the synopsis later. Oh, somebody's cranky. So there's a confrontation in Ten Forward where O'Brien tells one of the Cardassians, "Like I had to kill one of your buddies, and it made me feel sad, and that's why I hate you." And eventually, we catch up to Maxwell. Turns out he is a. Uh, he is saying that he has reason to believe that the Cardassians are, are arming up and they're getting ready to make a sneak attack against the Federation and his mission, you know, he took it upon himself to uncover this plot and Picard's like, you're a fucking asshole, you can't just do that. Uh, Maxwell's like... Picard's done that many times. Maxwell's like, all right, brown noser, you know, fine, I'll, I'll, you can escort me back to Federation space and then Maxwell unsurprisingly deviates course to go after some more Cardassians, and he's like, Picard, look, go board that ship, and you'll see what I've been saying is the truth, that they are smuggling weapons, and Picard's like, I'm not going to do that, you're under arrest, and Maxwell's like, I'll, bl- I'll blow it up, I'll do it, I'll, I'll seriously do it, and Picard's like, hey, O'Brien, go over there and talk some sense into him, so O'Brien does, and then they sing a song, and everyone's happy, and uh, that's basically the end. And we still don't know for sure whether or not Maxwell was right, but it's strongly implied that he was. But it doesn't matter because got to keep the peace. Peace in our time, declared Picard. Peace in our time. Appeasement. Chamberlain, famously. They also said, we'll be watching you, though. Every breath you Every take. Every breath you take. Every move. Uh, so that was The Wounded. The next episode we'll discuss is Devil's Do. So, Devil's Do-Do. In, <laughs> in this episode, we're hailed by a dude on a planet that's like, hey, the planet's going crazy. Like, everyone's freaking out. And when they get there, they're, they're like, why is everyone freaking out? And the guy's like, well, because they all believe that tomorrow the devil, known as Ardra on this planet, is going to return after a thousand years to collect on a debt, which means that that she's going to enslave the people of this planet. Oh, and by the way, the people are are rioting, and they've taken a bunch of uh, Federation people, I guess. I think they were hostage. Scientists, yeah. Yeah, Federation scientists hostage. So Picard's like, well, shit, we gotta get these hostages back. So he beams down, he talks to the leader of the planet, the leader's like, yep, yep, we're definitely gonna have the devil tomorrow. And uh, (laughs) and Picard's like, well, shit. Um, (laughs) This is a devil of a time for us to show up. And he's like, well, what's your evidence? They're like, well, you know, the, the prophecy he said that you know there'd be earthquakes and there's been earthquakes and then there's visions and yeah we're just pretty sure it's going to happen <laughs> and then every, and Picard's like yeah 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 alright let's just get the hostages back and then who would you know it shows up but Ardra herself Sexy, sexy Satan Ardra. Very sexy. Yeah, she's she's like, hey, I own the planet now, and for some reason, I also own the Enterprise. So because she said that she would get everything on the ground, in the air, and anything orbiting it. I guess so. Maybe she just maybe they had a really nice moon, and she really wanted it. Maybe so. Anyway, so she's she's like, I am the devil, and then she does all sorts of like devil magic stuff. She makes people disappear. She transforms herself into monsters and stuff and makes the ground shake and does all this crazy stuff and Picard's still not quite buying it. Everyone on the planet's like, well, you know. So then she like tries to seduce Picard in his quarters, but he's not having that either. Loser. Um, Seriously. And then he's like, asked Data, he's like, hey Data, is there any way out of this contract? And Data's like, let me find find out. And he's like, here's one way we can do a we can have an arbitration. So Picard says to Arthur, he's like, hey, why don't we, you know, arbitrate this dispute and Ardra's like 
Fine, I'll I'll challenge you. I'll make a bet with you. If if I win, I get to keep you and the planet and have sex with you. And if you win, you get this fiddle made of gold. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and the captain said, "Well, my name's Jean Luc, and it may be a sin, but I'll take that bet. You're gonna regret. I'm the best that's ever been." He rosins up his bow. He plays his fiddle hard and plays his fiddle hard because hell's broke loose on. Then tax two, two yeah. and the devil has all the cards, or deals has the cards. Holds uh, the cards, holds the card. like yeah. That? Devil so holds the cards. And a violin. In uh, the other hand, listen, he, she can you, make as many. And if you as she when wants. you get this shiny fiddle made of gold, and if you lose, the, the devil, devil gets, gets your soul. Yeah. So they have the stupid trial, and Data's being a total tool the whole time. He's like, "Oh, I have to abide by the law of this land, he which says that Picard. which says that like evidence doesn't matter." Um, <laughs> oh, they're they're Christian fundamentalists, apparently. Um, I thought they were Republicans. So, what I said. but then in the meantime, Jordy has found where her hidden spaceship is. She's not actually the devil, duh. She's just a charlatan. Are you sure? Yeah, she's just a charlatan that's like has a spaceship that she's doing all this. She's able to conjure all this stuff. So they have Riker go and uh, take over the ship and uh, give Picard the powers instead, and that proves to Data. That she's not the devil and that the contract is null and void. So everyone lives happily ever after. And then she's like, I'll see you soon, Picardi. And, uh, and we don't. Now, wait, so Gull, what was his name? Masset. Was he played by Dukat's actor? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the first Mark Alemo, Alemo, Mark Alemo as Cardassian that we see. I okay. enjoy the Cardassians thoroughly, and I'm going to have a problem when we get to Dukat, because I won't be able to keep my pants on. I think this was Dukat. No, I, he didn't have the swagger and the, and the chops. Well, I think he was, I think he was And he was wearing a thong on his head. I think he was playing a part. I do that all the time. What's the problem? That's a good point. Is Ducat in DS9? Yes. Okay, yeah. I've heard of Ducat. He's the main, but people seem the to main not like ant- Ducat. He's, oh, I love Ducat. No, he's an antagonist. He's the enemy. He's a he's an antagonist. Oh, okay, okay. So he's like a he's Beautiful the, he's a, you enemy. love to hate him. Yeah. Okay. And love to love him. Yeah, the uh the silly helmets and the weird armor. Yeah. yeah, the armor. armor the armor looked like Rock'em Sock'em robots. Yeah, the, the the Cardassians will get yeah, their clothes get much because I'm I'm more used to DS nine. So it's like, what is this? I'd like I vaguely recalled the stupid hats from photos. To me, the most ridiculous is the fact that their armor like suggests the weird dip in their foreheads on the, the chest. Spoon. Yes, hence spoon heads. Yes, but, mm-hmm. but that's that's racist. Well, it is. I read that. Either the makeup artist or some other designer on the show like saw a painting like in passing a building once of a, of a girl that looked like she had a spoon on her forehead, and that's where he got the idea. Hmm. Wow! So he stole no idea what the painting was. Stole someone else's art. Yep. Great. That's what most art is. I know. I was just gonna say that. That's so like everyone else. Yeah. So talking to you, Shakespeare. So now let's let's recap here. Shakespeare wasn't even real names. <laughs> let's check off. <laughs> uh. Sometime not too long before TNG, there was a war with the Cardassians. I was thinking about this, yeah. There were the border conflicts with those people from, um, uh... Sphinctolia. Jono's planet? Yeah, Jono's yeah. people. Uh, some level of to-do with the Ferengi. 
Yeah. Well, they never saw him though. No, but there was there was the Romulans are always back. Yeah. Like I, it just it just feels like the Federation is nowhere near as peaceful as people like to pretend. Well, and then there's all you know, the it's propaganda. Of, the Romulans are back. Yeah. But the Romulans being it's funny because you just said that, but like we're back. They've shown up like twice. They're not that back. Yeah, four times now, I think. Yeah. Still, I'm just saying they're not but that like, back. So here's my thing with the, the so obviously there's Jono's people, yep. but they were rinky-dink. They they probably launched a surprise attack that killed Jono's parents, and that was the end of that. Yeah, and then the Federation walked in and squashed on their heads. Yeah, and I also get the sense that the Cardassians are somewhat of a second-rate power. Like they don't, they have they're powerful, but like they, you know, Picardy was just like your ship is. Yeah, you're not going to di- do well you're, here. You're yeah. at a disadvantage. Well, but would they be at a disadvantage against say? An Excelsior or a Miranda or one of the because this know, is a very new that ship. Nebula class ship blew the shit out of them. And well, yes, but, but exactly if you it. look at the components of the Nebula, it probably was designed at around the same time as the Galaxy. Yeah, but the reality is, is if they've actually been smuggling weapons, it's totally possible that their ship has way more than they think it should, unless mm. they did a scan and could tell what they had. Yeah. But maybe I, they had some kind of thing to block their scan. I think it's also eventually established that the the Cardassians usually fight in small fleets instead of single, kind of like guerrilla shit. Or like, or do you mean like? Like, like they don't only, go. They don't like to go one on one. Yeah, they don't go one on one. They like to one. have a big. They do some like centurion rank file shit, snares and special tactics. Yeah, I mean, I I get the sense that yeah, there the war was probably about, you know, the the Cardassians trying to annex Federation planets, mm. uh, hence why they attacked the colony that had Maxwell's family at it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Our our friend Darrow says that that was all a mistake, and they 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 were also informed that that shit that planet was holding weapons and shit. That's what he said. If he's yeah. all truthful, I like Darrow. So. He seemed trustworthy. Which one was that? The captain that was, that um, was hanging out on the ship. With no, the, no, no, that, that was like O'Brien. Aid. That was the guy O'Brien fucking vomited on. Oh, the in, in the barn. The oh the the war the universe's only. Not fully black-haired Cardassian. He mm. kind of had like highlights. It was weird. Well, he does he's his going hair. through, a, What's he's weird going about through that? a phase. Yeah. The point is, I don't think the Cardassians were a huge threat to the Federation. I think there was probably a war, and it probably dra- dragged on. But yeah. Yeah, there were a huge threat to other races. So. Yeah, Do I we... mean, they're in their they're they yeah. We know from DS Nine that they're like imperialist, and but they're not. No one really considers them much of a threat until they team up with. Yeah, some really powerful guys. Because they're snake-like mm. in co- in uh, in makeup and in manner. Yeah, they're very lizardy. But yeah, no, I just mean like I feel like TNG, if anything, is rather the exception than the rule. Where we found the Federation in a point where they're not really actively at war with anybody. Well, universe is a dangerous place. No, that's true. And then again, in DS9, we'll be right back into a state of war within a couple of seasons. And it's also, it's also the universe is enormous. Spoilers. What, like, no matter what, you're going to find some race that wants to beat the crap out of you instead of make peace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you always and the have... Borg are always there. That's yeah. true. You know, to, so to it, pop up. it never gets bored. There is that war. Yeah. Only that war isn't Borgen. really isn't really a consensual war because the Borg just doesn't seem to understand. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not so much a war. <laughs> not a as... consensual war. What is that? Well, like it's not like both sides sat down and declared war on one another. The Borg are a force. Of nature. Also, we get, it's like fighting a cloud. We yeah, get so much. I mean, all of our everything we know about Star Trek is through the Federation perspective and the Federation. And, well, and Star Trek. That's why I say it, that's why I'm saying it's yeah. propaganda because yeah, yeah, like exactly. they're just spinning history however they want. And, like if you think about it, every 
basically, you know, the Federation goes out and they're like, hey, listen, you know, you want to trade? We're the people you got to trade with. You know, we got we got all this. We got supplies. You know, we can we can offer protection. Come into the fold. Oh, and by the way, we're going to obliterate your culture and replace it with human culture. Mm-hmm. They I, also, I hope you like root beer. They also keep establishing colonies without being sure no one has laid claim to the planet. And that goes back to TOS, because that was the whole issue the Gorn had, was they were like, this is a planet we claim, and you just set up shop without checking. You know, the same thing could be said for Jono's people, for... Whatever else. They just keep going like, well, this planet's empty. Guess it's ours. I bet it has resources. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's d- delicious dilithium. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, so much. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it feels very like America and oil and whatever. Well, so just that. It's like the spreading of democracy, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I want to, I want to, like, actually trust Darrow's side of the story when he yeah. says, like, yeah, that was a huge mistake on Cardassian's side. Thanks for telling me the story, O'Brien, about how you murdered one of us and feel bad about it, though. But That's I don't, great. But see, so here's what he said. He says that was a mistake, but he also says we were told that it had this. So could it have just been that the people in charge, the, the Cardassian commanders, you know... The, Probably Ducat they, being awesome. Yeah, well, he would have been elsewhere at this point, but like... He might not be a gull yet. Oh. No, he, like... he was. He would have been running... Ter- uh, um, oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Tarak Noor at this point. That sort of feels like Palestine and Israel, how like they keep like blowing up each other's schools. Cause... <laughs> oh, man, just wait till we get to DS9. That's mm. all. Yeah. yeah. The Cardassians? There's a whole. It's a very, really? very political. Yeah. I'm so glad that I got it. I got it right, guys. Yeah, we're, we're uh, yeah, we are not but it's, it's smart. Definitely, it feels like that though. It feels like the whole like we're gonna blow up your school because we think that there's weapons. Oh, just kidding, just kids, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I could also see like if you were in charge of the Cardassian military and you're like, well, we want to launch an attack on this federation colony but we're not quite sure we're gonna get the rank and file on board all you have to say is yeah they're they're got weapons, weapons. Of mass destruction. yeah that's their mm-hmm. that's where they're launching their attack from there's uh there's there's train cars full of you know chlorine gas manufacturing yeah. i read a little bit that there's levels of uh commentary on the gulf war in this episode in the in that you know the u.s did everything it could to start a, start the war and get into the the fucking military shenanigans and here in this episode Picard is doing everything he can to prevent it mm. even bringing in his own guy and threatening to blow up his own federation ships reminded me a little bit of uh I don't know, just the, the grand plot reminded me a little bit of apocalypse now yeah, yeah that's the that. vietnam flick right that's a vietnam one where the general or the whoever Marlon or colonel yeah, colonel kurtz colonel kurtz goes rogue and, and, and ape shit by the way. And uh, Charlie Sheen has to go... Uh, not Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen. <laughs> That'd be funny with Charlie Sheen. Martin Sheen has to go... Uh, Charlie Sheen, the only person crazier than Marlon Brando, probably. Sure. And they slaughter a cow on camera. It's interesting. They don't. It was definitely not alive. Really? You can tell. It looks terrifying. It does. And I was really... like, So I've always avoided that film for that very reason. But then one day we decided to watch it. And I, like, made myself watch, and you can tell that it must have been dead because it doesn't bleed. Okay, so maybe, maybe so it, it was a cow's corpse. Maybe it was a lightsaber. Butcher, they butcher a cow on camera. Yeah, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure it was a dead cow, like, yeah. because the blood would have hardened and stuff. So Could I, they have immediately cauterized the wounds? 
Only if they actually had a lightsaber. Mm. That's my thought. Or that toast knife from the... the lightsabers uh, are not real. Then when you watch, and that you, toast you knife watch? did not exist yet. The horror. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, Cardassians, horror, Colonel Kurtz with his own little spaceship, which I didn't make that connection, but yeah, I can see that. That's pretty, pretty good. Colonel Kurtz with his own little spaceship. Um, like he does, like he does. Uh, what did you think, Aesthetics Pennant, about the Galore-class cruiser? Um... Is it Galore or Galore? I have no idea. I, I know. I, I mostly Galore. Galore. Really? Okay. Galore and Core. God damn you, Jake. I mostly know Federation ships. That's that's where my heart truly lies. No, but it's a good, you know, I'm, I'm very used to it because I watch a lot of Deep Space Nine, so, you know, it's a good, solid ship. Uh, we're going to see a lot of it over the years. Uh, vaguely yellowy, which is, you know, different, certainly, to the green, gray, and... Lots of light blue we've seen up to this point throughout all the various races. I oh, and these are maroon. Of, yeah, they they're they're sort of croissant ships. Um, croissant ships. Is it supposed to look kind of like a cobra? Is that why? It's oh, like it I does, heard, I it? heard scorpion, but cobra mm-hmm. I like too. Because well, they're kind of snake. Yeah, and they have kind of like that frilled head. That's interesting. Yeah. And I like the little tail at the end. Weird. The little tail is very scorpiony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the yeah, what was true. what was the ship called? What the, kind of class ship was Galore, it? Galore, G A L O R. If you just look up Cardassian it's shit. Not, it's, up on the, the it's on the poster one. somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's the one on the right. Yeah, I, I don't think Next, they really... In front of the... How do you spell Cardassian? C-A-R-D-A-S... Sorry, C-A-R-D-A-S-S-I-A-N. Which is like it sounds. But while you look that up, uh, and the Nebula class, you know, not bad. You know, again, trying to do something with, with galaxy-type oh, components. Like yeah. Yeah, I can see that being kind of scorpionish. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes sense to me, but it's got no claws... Just got like a tail. Like it looks silly with claws in space. But it looks silly anyhow. Wow. Which one was the other ship? The Phoenix. It was Nebula class. Okay. It sort looked like thing. nothing to me. So it, it was basically the Miranda class, but galaxy. It was like they threw a frisbee in well, space. Well, it was weird. They put like it reminded me of you know those uh like I think they're like reconnaissance planes that they have where they have like the big radar oh, on top. Yeah. On top. That's what the which I think was kind of implicit. What they because because later on O'Brien's able to break through their shields because they have a special high energy sensor or something he said yeah so I think that's probably is there they probably are like a, a recon or a scout type vessel normally and they wanted to suggest that with the big ass dish mm. so I actually kind of, you know I, this I think this is a kind of a controversial episode but I like it because no yeah that was really good controversial controversial, why? controversial in that not everybody likes O'Brien yet yeah oh, <laughs> I definitely don't like O'Brien yet I don't think he's acting yet I don't think he's gotten enough acting classes I think. Given that more he's than one too married thing. to Keiko. Well, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think this is the first episode where he does kind of start to become an other than get married, an independent character. You know, yeah. like but even then they fell back on a lot of Irish stereotyping. Yeah, oh, we, like, you... we like to eat our meat and potatoes. Let Where's me the beef? minstrel boy. What do you mean you've never had corned beef? Ah, you hey. kissed the stone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, right, chief. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, yes, I find this charming and not at all offensive. Um, yeah, where what Colmini really thought. They haven't nuked the stone by now? Jeez. Mm. Well, I mean, he already didn't... Wasn't he there for the... Wait a minute. Which series was the Weird Irish episode? That, that was, was season series. two, I think? Yeah. Was he there for that? He yeah. was. He was. The, he transported them up. Right, so, I mean... I'm amazed he didn't to, quit then. I was going to say, so compared to that, I'm sure he wasn't too bothered by the... It's true. Yeah, yeah, so you kind of were starting to talk about it during the, the, the intro, but... How had these two not known what their eating habits were before getting married? Arranged marriage? Either By that. data? <laughs> data doesn't know how <laughs> people data. work yet? Like, you really get the sense they didn't actually know each other before they got married. Well, we it's never weird. met Keiko before they got no, married. No, that's true. Like, but it's she, like, was she just 
it wasn't a raised mare. She just showed up that day. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense why she had such cold feet. Mm. Maybe she put on some shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my, my suggestion to that was that people don't go on food dates anymore because they're in a post-scarcity society or whatever. So maybe they... Yeah, you just yeah. replicate what you want. Yeah, for exactly. Yeah, like what do you want? And your your significant otter gets what they want. So, when, which is weird because, like, because, like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, the whole reason you tend to eat the same food when you're, it's, you know, it's cooking two separate meals. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Dick. But if you have a replicator, yeah, like I that. want tacos every night, every night, and you can have whatever you want, and for breakfast. Yeah, no, like it would be so many tacos, Jake. Jesus Christ! So this whole like you can why still enjoy a meal Tuesday? together, but there's no reason to like. Replicate the same thing. Eat that garbage I, I will that say though, of the two options, Keiko's was better. Better what? The better dinner, because like the Chiefs all like. Well, first of all, it was breakfast. Was it okay? And second of all, it was garbage. Yeah, but then O'Brien, after all his big talk about making this big fancy meal, basically shows up with hot potato salad. Yeah, it's like, it was really, little... really. I'm sorry with capers. I'm sorry, but your capers are amazing. So you yeah, but they don't belong in hot potato salad. Says you, maybe they do. Why didn't he just show? Why didn't he just make like shepherd's pie, like something? Like right? I, I, I assume corned he beef would. And cabbage. Yeah. That's what know. he was talking. Maybe Kate goes a vegetarian. I mean, I know Irish food isn't exactly renowned for its flavor. But, I mean, to paraphrase, I think it's Dennis Leary. You just put everything in a pot and boil it for seventeen hours so you can eat it with a straw. Yeah, and like the fact that she was so shocked that. O'Brien's mother cooked meals. She handled meat with her hands. Did, they, did anyone tell her that Picard worked on a fucking vineyard before? You know, O'Brien was in there like, I wish you'd handled my meat. Aw, yikes. Uh, but if everything's replicated, being vegetarian would still mean you could eat meat. Because it's not real meat, it's replicated meat. So vegetarians could eat it because it's not actually every time you creatures. Every time you replicate a meal with meat, you have to go and shoot somebody on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pushing I, daisies. Every time, I was thinking every time you replicate meat, God kills a kitten. Oh. Yeah, I guess that, that that has never really come up in Star Trek. Vegetarianism? Like, they mentioned that Vulcans tend to be. But yeah, but maybe they don't have replicators. They seem kind of old school. They haven't yet addressed if a Vulcan in Starfleet could, like, order a hamburger and it would be above board. I have a feeling there just aren't enough other animals on Vulcan for them to eat. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, I was even. gonna say it's a fucking desert. What do they? What do they eat? Algae? Tumbleweed? <laughs> like probably algae. How? Where's the water coming from? They live on a desert planet. Underwater caves. Where'd they get the water to I mean, begin with? Not underwater caves. And underground caves. caves, which have lakes. We've <laughs> only seen. We've really only seen like the wilderness of Vulcan, though. Yeah. Is there more of Vulcan that we have there's to... Probably. There's probably. I can imagine there's got to be cities and there's probably... Like, like, we've seen all their sacred sites, which happen to be in the desert. But Actually, yeah, and eventually in Enterprise, we see, like, a like a house. Yeah. They I'm have sure, fridges. Sure they have... Like, there's no way they're having... They're evolving as a species unless... <sighs> Gasp. Unless the Romulans were first and the Vulcans were the sect that broke away. Oh. oh, and then the, they were just lying about the Romulans being the, the breakaway. Because we but know Vulcans we know how much lie, they Jake. lie. Uh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, no, I know that that whole thing was weird. That sorry, so that they like seemed unaware of one another's yeah, habits. I agree. I it's really a strange choice by the writers. Well, I mean, I think it was just to show married life. Yeah, yeah to, but it was a really terrible fur- way of doing it. Yeah, to, well, I was going to say, to further the stereotype that being married sucks. <laughs> being married to, to Miles. I was going to say, being married to O'Brien or Keiko probably does suck. 
A lot. I still say what she made for breakfast looked good. It didn't. It looked like random plants she she picked out it of was, the botany room. It uh, was literally kale something something. She said plankton I like something nice something. Oh, there was steamed rice in there? She yeah, didn't mention any rice. No, it was in the middle. It was like all Why did she mention of, it? I thought there was a big wad of mozzarella. <laughs> oh, and that if that's the case, that's then I vote better. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Well, if it was mozzarella, I'd be into it. But since it was some fucking plankton, kale, seaweed, bullshit, well, over she's a rice. Botanist. Like she she slaved over that replicator for about eight seconds. <laughs> I think it was even that long. She had to say the. Order. You sure she wasn't just like make my mom's secret recipe and it shat out whatever that was? Maybe it's still eight seconds. I still think like... I would still contend that unless like we do find out like, we do see instances where characters are actually cooking like Riker's delicious oh, God, omelet. Um, like, yeah. um, well, but yeah, so cooking is a thing that you can do and in which case that makes sense. But if you're replicating, as they clearly were, you wouldn't force somebody to eat something shitty. And if they did, that's grounds for an annulment. Yep. <laughs> well, that would be a second ground since I'm pretty sure that they've never touched each other. Yeah, that's true. So anywho. So anywho. What else? Uh... Well, speaking of O'Brien, so he used to be uh, the tactile officer for Max. Tactile? What did I what? Tactical. Tactical. I wrote, I wrote tactile like an idiot. Yikes. It's true. Actually, everyone was... on the ship would touch him a lot. <laughs> he was the textile officer. He mm. made beautiful blankets. But anyway, yeah, so if he went down, I think, when he took transporter chief, that seems like a demotion. I think this is a. I, th- I feel like it's this has, this has to be apocryphal because, like, something's messed up. Because he said on numerous occasions, like when he was talking to Worf's dad, that he was not an officer, that he was a. He's an enlisted. Yeah, he's a chief he's petty a, officer. Yeah, he's a. What's the difference between that and so the rest of Starfleet? Well, there's commissioned officers, which is officers so like they went to the ensigns lieutenants and then there's enlisted people which is crewmen and then there's ncos which is what o'brien is chief petty officers and non-commissioned officer which means that that's also i think enlisted it is enlisted work your ass that's what the non-commissioned means right so he's 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 does that just mean he didn't go to the academy? He didn't go to the yeah. academy. And he signed up at he's like, like he's like the top rank you can get to without, without having gone to the academy. Yeah, and I, I don't know about in Starfleet, but like if you look it up online, like in the real world, CPO is equivalent to like in the army at least, it's some tier of sergeant, I wanna say. Yeah. But at any at any rate, I don't imagine maybe this is the case, but I don't imagine I we've never seen an instance where a non commissioned officer was on you know on the bridge crew of a starship. I would find it odd if he were the tactical officer. Usually I think that would go to someone who had been to the academy. Well, and also if he was a tactical officer, what was he doing in ground combat operations defending a city? Well, I mean, Worf is tactical and security and he goes down to planets all the damn time. That's true. It seems like if you're tactical, you are also by default part of the security forces in Starfleet, so they don't really have a Marine Corps, as it were. But I don't think he would have gone down in rank. If if it, I, The only other explanation I can think of is that the Rutledge was like a rinky-dink little ship, and that... Well, like, everybody wants to be on the Enterprise, so maybe yeah, he would have been willing to take a demotion so, yeah. or whatever. Well, the other there. thing is that you will have in time of war is um, occasionally... NCOs will be able to sort of do stuff they normally wouldn't be allowed to do in peacetime. 
Oh, because like they just need somebody to do it now. Like a, yeah. like a field commission. Like exactly. He, like he was temporarily promoted to lieutenant because the tactical officer got blowed up by rocks. Yeah, and so they and it just it's like you know what he's good at. It. Let's let him ride this out through the end of the war and so on. Possibly. And then we'll lock him up in the in the transporter room and never let him see his wife again. Well, I think this episode well, shows a, a lot of things. Yeah. I think though, if anything, this episode shows that. He has a lot of unresolved issues from the war. Yeah. With his wife, yes. So I could totally see, you know, like in a PTSD situation, mm. you know, being like, yeah, I don't really want to have the action of being a tactical officer anymore or, you know, being involved in combat. I would rather just be in a peaceful place like the transporter room where nothing bad really happens until a person turns inside out or something. Well, and especially... And then exploded. <laughs> and if we assume, because we don't know, and I don't know if this is ever established, if he, like, enlisted before the war started, he may have just enlisted, you know, oh, see the galaxy, dip around, and then all of a sudden he's caught up in a war. It's like, you know what? I just, like you said, like, now this is over, can I just be away from bullshit? Because this is awful. Yeah, let's take him on the Enterprise, the ship that's always getting itself in trouble. Great. Yeah. Yeah, but technically they're meant for exploration, so he at least had the right idea. Yeah, exploration and, of dangerous fucking things. And yeah. definitely if you had PTSD, then the transporter room is probably one of the better places to be. Whose PTSD is bigger, O'Brien's or Maxwell's? Maxwell's. Maxwell, for sure. So, what the fuck, Maxwell's crew? Yeah! They should have fucking mutinied right? way early, or at least been like, you know what we should do is talk to, like, Starfleet HQ first. Although... Or listen to Picard. Or when Picard hails us 85 times, say, hey, here's what we're doing. That's thing, like, before Picard shows up, I suppose it's possible that he pulled the classic, I have secret orders from Starfleet and none of you can question them. Because as we've seen, that is never questioned mm-hmm. until it's too damn late. Well, so, it looks like he... I mean, just based on how O'Brien feels about him, that he commands a sh- ton of loyalty from those yeah. people under, underneath him. So, for all we know, he he's convinced his crew to that that this is the right oh, course of action. Cert- they could they could flip. If you demand loyalty from folk, they will flip. Is what we're learning in fucking politics today. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying he seems like he earned it. He earned the loyalty. He wasn't like a tyrant. He sounds like it sounds like he was a, a genuinely good commander who has who earned the respect and loyalty of his crew yeah. to the extent. How that, long ago was the Cardassian? What was like the the fucking thing? It set like three or whatever it was. We don't know, but There's we know exact timeline. Well, we know that the war had been going on for a long time because Picard. Yeah. Because Picard had fought the Cardassians on the Stargazer, Stargazer, which was like 12 years earlier at this point. So could it be anywhere from 12 years or more, I guess? Yeah. Or it could even be, it could be more recent. I don't know. Hmm. We get the sense, I think we kind of get the sense during DS9 that the war is not that old. Hmm. That it's probably maybe five, five years, five to ten years possibly. Uh Hence, but who knows? So in so so he's had his his uh, family like he's gone crazy relatively recently. It's been festering, but yeah. Well, it could also be that he legitimately detected that you know it's not like he's it's not like he went Colonel what's his name Kurtz Kurtz it's not like he went Colonel Kurtz he may have had legitimate 
belief, and I think maybe that combined, like a mild amount of crazy plus belief that the you know legitimate evidence that there's something fishy going on. I don't know when he says to, when he says to Picard like, "Oh, I have my reasons," and then pulls full full press secretary and not <laughs> answering any fucking questions that Picard poses to him. Mm. Well, yeah, he's definitely gone off the deep, and I think he probably also knows that he's really fucked. Yeah. Even before O'Brien sings a song at him? <laughs> a song about dead Irish kids? I think he probably thought that if he could just get the evidence yeah. before he the Federation caught up with him, they would be like, oh, you're a hero. You, you figured this out. Probably blowing everything up on site wasn't the best. Movie. Yeah, no, that's not how you get evidence if you kerplode all of it. Yeah. You know, it just occurred to me, this episode reminds me of uh, Obsession a little bit. A little bit. Mm. Like the kind of descent into cuckoo nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting really fixated on yeah. doing one thing. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. cloud killed my friend. Yep. Yeah, it feels a little bit like that. I don't know. Sorry. I don't have anything else no, to add. I mean, no, it's, it's just good, that good when comparison. you were just talking, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. This sort of reminds me of how Kirk was a total cuckoo nut. Yep. Yeah, I really liked Picard at the end when he's talking with Massette and then saying, like, you probably did it anyway, but I'm gonna I'm gonna upstand the piece. And he basically gives the Cardassians the we're back yeah. all other Romulans, but yeah. to the Cardassians yeah. and it was to, awesome. and to Mark Alamo, which makes it all come full circle, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was wonderful. We're watching you. We'll, the, we'll be watching. And the Federation, I don't wanna get too far ahead, but like they continually antagonize the Cardassians. Not directly, not like like Maxwell, but there's clearly some bullshit going on. Mm. All in the name of peace and democracy, of course. But, oh, yeah. You know, like the whole, there's going to be a thing with Bajorans coming up, which is another species that's under the yoke of the uh, Cardassians right now. No spoilers. But like, basically the Federation sticks its nose where it does not belong. Well, yep. and we've already seen that in the way that they kind of were, you know, America being involved in... Like the South American Revolution stuff. Sure. Yeah, there's some Banana Republic shit going on. Hmm. Well, hmm. what about Old Navy? I blame the Vulcans. Yeah, it's usually them. Gave them big old ego problem. Okay, I want to change change directions a little bit. O'Brien's old friend Stompy. <laughs> who, who who fawned over him or whatever. Yeah, who followed him around like a, like a puppy. puppy. That's it. That's a little... Old Who's got the best story for why his name is Stompy? I imagined he's some sort of just really big alien we've never seen. Hmm. He's actually a sapient elephant. He's actually literally a pair of boots that <laughs> O'Brien wore because no one likes O'Brien. Maybe he's a puppy. Maybe he is a puppy. <gasps> oh, Stompy the puppy. Poor Stompy. He died at that massacre. Oh, no. Stompy. Jesus no, I Christ. think he has all pig legs. Oh, does oh, he robot tap legs. dance in them? Yeah, ooh. Yeah, I was sort of nice. thinking robot, because robots are, like, heavy and... Yeah. Maybe he was known for walking in when somebody was trying to get busy with, with a, a lady. With Data. And, like, he would stomp, and it would ruin the moment. <laughs> Maybe because everyone in the future is obsessed with the 20th century... He had a particular fondness for Stomp. 
Mm. Would always make people watch his performances in the holodeck. Maybe, Maybe like, okay, we don't want to watch you banging on garbage pails anymore. Maybe he, everyone knows being fun. that his package is like the length of his leg that he has to be careful not to stomp on. Ah. So he's like a tapir? Yeah. Maybe he's just a tapir. He could be a tapir. And a, a tapir alien species. Dude, I would fuck all of them. Oh, imagine a, a, no, not a, really, not really. Yuck! Species Sorry, I of like myself out with that giant one. sentient quokkas. They'd be adorable. Oh, they're what cute. Was his, what, was his, what was his real name? Oh, I didn't write his real name. Now that was what his real name. What do you mean? What was his real oh. name? His real name was Stompy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because because the guy at, oh, Maxwell asked, "What was your friend's name?" And Miles was like, "Oh, such and such." He's like, yeah, "I don't remember that was his name." Like, oh, yeah, Stompy. That's the right. one. Maybe maybe Maxwell was the kind of guy that gave everybody a nickname. Maybe and like <laughs> what was O'Brien's nickname? Like Mick. George Bush had Potatoes. nicknames for everybody. <laughs> Good old Mister Potato Head over there. <laughs> it fits him. Did they ever make an officially licensed Chief O'Brien, Mister Potato Head? Because if not, that is both They'd racist frowny, and a missed though. opportunity. Mm. It'll be nothing but frowny face because he's sad. Yeah, no, he actually would, hates. would literally have no, nothing you could change on his face except his mouth and it would just be a deeper and deeper frown. <laughs> and maybe like some my eyebrows are dipping down in sadness lines for his forehead or something. <sighs> Alright, I'm starving and we have run out of things to talk about. So yeah, well, we got one more episode. Devil's Do. Devil's Do, Devil's Do which gives me like Ooh. nightmare flashbacks to Magics of Megas 2. Oh, yes. Like, so, whoa. yes. I really hope that somewhere there is footage of a blooper reel. And I hope someday it winds up available to the public. Where, when, what the fuck was her name? Ardra. Ardra, Ardra shows up in Picard's bedroom. Mm. She says, there is no Dana, only Zul. Because she looked, like, she had the big fucking yeah, 80s perm. That. She had the slinky outfit. I was like, yeah. this is literally just that scene. Except Picard's not into it. Are you I, the key master? Exactly. Yes. I loved Picard all of her costumes. Was not. This episode was nominated for an Emmy in costumes, and I was like, yeah, those all those dresses are gorgeous. She did have some yeah. cool costumes. That's about the only redeeming thing about this episode. I don't know, her makeup looked good. I liked her little eyebrow thing. The makeup was good, yeah. The hair was nice. Now, do we think that that's actually what that character looked like? Because she was, so, she, so at the end of the day, she was a, she was a charlatan. She was yeah. bullshit. So do we think that she just did herself up to look like the mythical Ardra? Yeah, I don't know, because I was wondering that. Because if or so, the hologram? The, um... No, because the other stuff is a hologram. If if Picard... If if that was a hologram, he would have tried it on. Well, I'm, not even, I'm not even... Oh, thinking, yeah, he looked great. I'm, I'm not even though, thinking about hologram. I'm just thinking, like... Makeup or like surgery. Makeup, or... Like, yeah. Or she, maybe this is her face. Because like, obviously well, this is a well, long that's the question. Con, like, right, but uh, to dress herself up like Ardra, like... I'm assuming that a thousand years ago, someone like wrote this shit down. They didn't necessarily take a picture of it. There's no pictures of like Jesus in the Bible. Or, well, like, people recognize. We don't know what God looks like. But if people have been having visions of Ardra, how would they know it was Ardra? Because she was there a thousand years ago, and they had like she was actually there a thousand years ago, wasn't she? No, I don't. Probably I think the implication is that she's of, just a regular any, run of the mill. Are any oh, of our myths oh, so she things? found out about the bullshit? I see. So that part I missed. So yeah, I, she's like she's like someone that she got the Bible. She got a copy of the Bible yeah. and then showed up dressed like Jesus and was like, "I'm here again." Look at all the fishes and loaves. I told, I have. I told you I'd be back. But yeah, the, the, so the yeah, question, that's a good point. Like then. the Romulans. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. They either she either made herself up to look like Ardra, or they she never actually looks like Feckler. Descri- never described Ardra, 
Either way, that is not an imaginative race. Because everyone else's devil figure was like a big creepy monster. Theirs is apparently a sexy lady girl. with slightly <laughs> weird eyebrows. And they also mentioned that she had been pulling the same con on other nearby worlds. Well, was the same con or just or cons? Or sim- a similar con, it sounded like, where she'd been showing up and doing magic. Oh. And tricking people into doing stuff for her. Good for her. It's nice work. But like, I, I like what's still not clear to me is what exactly the end game was. Was she just gonna like enslave a race? Well, I don't think she. It sounded because she was asking for like pro- production information. So it was she just gonna like, like get them to give her a bunch of shit and then leave? Probably. Well, yeah. she also looked like she was looking for some dick. Yeah, mostly Picard, but yeah. Yeah, but like maybe. But she had a crew. In, they in mentioned that they that they that. Yeah, they, that she had yeah, a crew seen on her ship, end. so it wasn't like my guess is she was just going to go there, bilk them out of some resources, probably Fuck hang hard, probably hang around just long enough that people finally start to go, maybe this isn't a mythological creature. Because well, I imagine she'd, she'd eventually get bored too. That too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like I don't want to rule your fucking planet. Well, her crew would get bored. They'd be like, oh, we're stuck up here, and she's down there. Well, maybe you could eventually all that dick. bring them down as her, uh, you know, every devil has a cadre. Mm. Would hers look like little mini hers a la <laughs> Heat Miser in uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus? They please. do in my mind now. I like Picard's line of questioning to the leader about, like, did Ardra actually do anything? Yeah, or that did was you, good. Or yeah. did you just basically fix your society? And he's like, yeah, we basically just fixed our society on our own. So, but you, she was totally there. But, once. but but she but we still credit her with it for some reason. Yeah, well, because was... clearly this is a fucking race of idiots. Oh yeah. So, minor detail in the episode, but I feel is worth mining for all it's worth. Klingon craftsman. Yeah. I want to meet that guy. Is it like Dwarven craft? Klingon when architect did, or something. Well, this up? brings up my whole hang on, thing. Hang on, hang on, What? When are we, when are we talking that about? Was the, that was the that precedent. Was the, precedent. the only yeah. other time there'd been an alien oh. involved was a, a Klingon craftsman basically made someone's house pretty, and then they tried to bilk him on the bill, and he was like, and he was like, the fuck? And clearly, when you're a Klingon craftsman, you just go, the fuck, and don't charge at someone with a batleth. But that just can, goes back to, to my whole thing that we only generally see the yeah. warriors. The warrior class. That there's probably a shitload of Klingons that are just like yeah, there's a architects nurse and builders and, and... Is I we, did, we, did a, we met a nanny. We, we did. did. But she was also and a yes, badass. Nanny. She stabbed some dude in the back. So. I, I just really love picturing a Klingon in a, like, a flouncy artist shirt stroke smock with like a little beret. A beret balanced on the smooth part of his head. I mean, we do know that Klingons are celebrated poets and true. Uh, they like art opera and yep. Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picturing the Klingon who like works at a grocery store, and another Klingon, you know, customer comes in and is like, "Is this fruit fresh?" And the other Klingon is like, "You dare to question our honor!" Can you imagine? I, now I'm picturing Worf's first summer job at the nearby grocery oh, no. store. Bagging groceries. <laughs> now, now, Mr. Wharf... Are you sure Mr. these are the best deals in town? Now, now Mr. Wharf, um, could you not put all of the heavy goods in the same bag again? <laughs> if I'm going to put the watermelons on top of the potato chips, then that's what honor is for those <laughs> potato chips. They died honorably. 
If the chips cannot stand up to the might of the watermelon, they do not deserve to be in one piece. That's really what this. That's we. Someone get on the horn to CBS. Yeah. What we need is a young wharf. <laughs> TV but like series. teenage war, teenage not war. not in the academy, just dicking around on Earth. And because Dicks we know that that that, yeah. that Klingons grow extraordinarily fast yes. because of Alexander, teenage Worf is still a full grown man. Yeah. it's still Michael Dorn, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that he like leaves one day and he's like his kid, and then he comes in the next day and he's. Worf. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd like, like to think he was He secret. ages 20 days overnight, or 20 years overnight, like, and has a some beard acne and shit. on Michael Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he was, uh, yeah, and he has this really embarrassing, like, he was on, like, the, uh, yeah, but he's like, he likes to play up that, oh, yes, I play Parisi Squares, and this, I'm a tough guy. He actually just secretly, truly loves volleyball and was the best volleyball player in his high school. I do love they this. Do they play soccer, and if so, do they, how do they head the ball? <laughs> This is the ball just Very deflates carefully. every time. <laughs> Damn it, Worf! <laughs> it's like catching the golden snitch. If you deflate the ball, the game's definitely over. It's like uh, it's like that scene in Bed Dobbs and Broomsticks when the rhino tries to head the soccer ball. Oh no! Aww. Yeah, deflates on his horn. So anyway, so we see. Oh right, the we episode. see we see Worf. And Worf gets to meet a version of Feckler, yeah, who is the Klingon guardian of Graether, mm-hmm. uh, because they apparently do not have a devil; they only have a guardian of their place where people who don't have honor go. Well, like, which is obviously like where Worf is going to go because Worf has been stripped of his honor. So Worf should be freaked out right now. Well, now here's the question, though: Wouldn't if you assume deities are real? Wouldn't the deities know? In Apollo fact, is real. True. Yeah, he's a real alien. Wouldn't they know that his honor was in fact incorrectly stripped from him and he'd get to go to Stovacor? Mm, that's true. That's what it's called. Is right? it is it sort of like if you uh accept Jesus into your heart? No, I think it's more like that um oh god, that dead Greek fucker. Who Although, said like the truly great, you know, like the best person is the one who is good but thought bad or something. Well here's the thing though, I don't know if his honor, I don't think, technically was stripped from him improperly because he basically took a plea deal. So like he, a little bitch. Like a little bitch. Yeah. Still, to all of his society, he has no honor. Well, I know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, is but that, God is doesn't that he, care he, like, like, necessarily. God's going to look at that. Klingon God is going to be like, all right, well, it turns out your dad wasn't a traitor, but you still admitted defeat. Uh, so well, and he didn't clear his name, but he did for the greater like, good to keep the empire in one piece. Sure, but if he still didn't clear his dad's name, he's not only was he a little bitch, but he also did not remove the false dishonor on his father's name, and that's like double hell. Mm. They're and, inventing a new circle for him. And I can say because of Voyager that Stovokor is actually real. Mm. What? Yeah. Oh, this is this will be interesting in like five years. Yeah. And it's probably, again... There's we, so we, many series. It's amazing how we found ways to avoid actually talking about the episode. because not very We're good. We're still talking about the episode. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's like, it's not very good, but it's also, it's not as bad as I remembered it. It's yeah, just, no, it's I thought it was going to be much dumber than it was. It was pretty dumb. Yeah, but it Picard, was fun. Picard got to do a magic show. That's fun. It's, it, Picard got to wear his little tiny nighty. This was like, they were... That was the, disturbing. The, short shorts. The writer's room... They were like they found the script that had fallen behind a file cabinet from the first season. Oh no no! See, this was, was a, say... this was a script that was originally planned for uh, Phase Two. 
Oh, so this predates season. See, one. I was about to say this sounds like it fell behind a shelf at During TOS. TOS. Yeah. If anything, this almost feels like a Harry Mudd scheme. Yeah, yeah, like this was. Oh, man. This was originally, I think. It would have been so much yeah. better if it was Harry Mudd. I wonder Mudd. if they were set it trying to set up the Ardra lady to be the Harry Mudd. No, of it would have been a. TOS. It would have been a man. They like uh, Michael Pillar changed it to a lady. No, no. What I'm saying is. Because the because they end the episode with her, with her being like, like, "I'll see you real soon, Picard," or whatever she says when they're dragging yeah. her away to be executed, <laughs> and then she turns into Q. <laughs> um, I hope they have executions on that planet because then her smug <laughs> attitude would be. <laughs> but no, uh, like, I, I wonder if they were thinking like, "Oh well, you know, this is gonna, people are going to love this character. It's going to be like Harry Mudd. We'll bring her back to yeah, do other hijinks." They keep accidentally making Okanas. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, I liked her way more than O'Connor. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I would like. She had that pretty dress. So I would like dental surgery without painkillers more than I liked O'Connor. <laughs> Probably. Okona, Hakuna Matata. What the fuck was his name? Who fuck cares? Not they me. they said O'Connor, but it was spelled O'Connor. So who the fuck knows? Okona coffee. He was outrageous. Oh, <laughs> so the little data. Performance at the beginning was cute. I loved it. Really? Oh, I didn't like when it. When he was doing the when the he was Scrooge. being Scrooge, his funny little voice. I he, reminded, little voice. he reminded me of Albert Finney. I kind of mm-hmm. wondered if they were Albert Finneying that shit. Maybe oh. Albert Finney played Scrooge in the 1970 uh, Scrooge. No, it's called a actually called a Christmas Carol. I think right. No, it's called Scrooge. No, the opening song is a Christmas Carol. I'm an idiot. I liked when Bill Murray played Scrooge. That was a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Scrooge. And of course, uh, Patrick Stewart later plays him in. Uh... Loved it. No, that's Michael Caine. Yes. Sorry, Michael Caine. He played. Well, I think he did a stage version, and then it became like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I like I like Picard's like um, comment that you're you're just just learning all this this acting stuff. You're you're closer to understanding humanity. And like, yeah. yes, but not acting. Yeah, and, and like, I thought it was funny how uh, when Picard's like. Herman Data's like, yeah, I've been studying Stanislavski, and the guy's like, why, acting, why yeah. would you study such a dated, you know? Yeah, I, I wonder what techniques are in the twenty fourth century. Because everyone does nothing but study Earth history, like everything's from yeah. Like, from and of course, it's all like contemporary shit to our time. Yeah, like Stanislavski, like he, he named a couple other names. I don't know if they were actual people from average real. I forget what the other name was. I think they were so, presumably no, though. <laughs> presumably, since the first two were real, I assume the third one was. Data doing the Meisner technique would be the most annoying thing. I don't yeah. know that technique. Oh, it's it's very it's, it's, it's very hippy dippy. It's a little weird. Whose grandma made Doctor Clark's coat? <laughs> Doctor Clark. Oh yeah. Who's Doctor Clark? The like scientist. It was like a track suit. It was like a. It was like it was like powder blue and powder pink. Yeah. And it's like oh. It was like a gender reveal coat gone wrong. But I, I liked all of Ardra's costumes. And I, I, really liked I, I actually thought that the, the, the chief jackass there. Jared. Jared. I thought his outfit was all right. I like to think they actually have like a creature on their planet that is that shade of blue with the spots. And mm. then it's not just uh, <laughs> dyed. Yeah, who did I say looked good in the... Oh, that was the last episode. Data, because he always looks good. That's true. Last episode, I thought that the warden looked really good in the uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was last episode, so we don't need to go there. Now, is there a reason why Crusher didn't appear in either of these episodes? I expected that she oh, was going to take her form when well, she me was too. like, I can be anybody you want. That's, you know this? That was the nail in the coffin. for Like, he already figured she was a flim-flam artist. But it's like, 
Yes, if you were really all powerful, you'd have been Beverly. No, this was but maybe I, with slightly bigger cats. I had I had a big a big um, thought about cat's paw a million and a half years ago with oh. Sylvia turning into all those. Look at all the different me's you could have. This is my clown version, which is just Troy. <laughs> oh, I forgot about clown version. But yeah, no, that that I feel like was it. It's like, oh yes, no, you're definitely fake because you are here as the wrong doctor. It I mean, I, can, of, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their plan, but then they obviously Gates McFadden wasn't around for these shows for some reason i don't know i didn't i did not see a, a note but then was she off shooting hunt for red october was that in 91 oh. well shit was gates mcfadden and for like hunt for red october we've talked about they, they cut, they a, cut lot a lot of her, of her scenes. scenes i think it sounds like it's a, the timeline is pretty close but maybe at this point we should maybe she may be starting to show yeah i was actually gonna wonder about that too because i don't know we're gonna see her partners. a lot more when she's a lot further along <laughs> and i feel like they have to do a lot more hiding Maybe she was... Hide her behind a, a panel. Oh, it, was not, it was 1990, so... I don't know, but maybe it had something to do with the fact that she just found out she was pregnant and she's maybe... Or maybe she was barfing a lot, a lot and couldn't do it. I mean, you just feel like not shit a chance, sometimes. Medical test. Yeah, but it could could have been connected to the kid somehow. This reminds me, though, of that, what was it, Batman Beyond or whatever, when... Was it Batman? No. What was the What was the show or the book or the comic or the character? Was it Hugo Strange or something? Dr. Doom, I don't know, Dr. Doolittle, when he's, like, in Batman's mind, but then he calls him Bruce, and he's like, bitch, in my brain, I am Batman. Oh, yeah, that was Batman Beyond. It was a it was character they made up for Batman Beyond, for so me. I don't remember his name. Okay, but that's that was what I was just thinking of, because you had told me about that. Yeah. So that's what made me think of it. It's like... Batman yeah. and Beyond. Yeah, because it would have made bed, more bat, sense. Bed, Batman Beyond. Batman, Bed, Batman, and Beyond. But yeah, I was definitely expecting Beverly as well. And I was like, Troy, no. No, that's what? the wrong one. Well, yes. she's got nice big Find that. Like, like yeah, if you, if you were, like, in the, you know, she's not mind reading. She doesn't know anything. Yeah. She, she couldn't have, like, bring, brought Vash. Or, right. I keep forgetting the name of the, the lawyer from uh, Man. The lawyer he fucked. So. That's her name? It's a weirdly specific name. <laughs> Is that like Dances with Wolves? So would they have actually plowed? Do you think she actually think like what? Do you think it was just a, a mind game that she was playing with him, or do you think that, that she actually wanted to bang him? I think she wanted to bang him. You yeah, know, at the end, she still seemed pretty genuinely like. I want your body, Picard. Where she was, where she was like, you'd have more fun if you lost or something like that. I mean, it sounds like she he should, could, she he should could, have made the pact with Data. He yes. could probably still hit that. Like probably, <laughs> he's like, hey, how's that hologram thing working? Can you? Can you bring up that Klingon devil again? Oh, I want, I want, I want to see that Satan. Mm. Wasn't it good Satan? It was not. That it was, was hysterical. Weird, he, he looked like like a like a half melted lava cake. He he just looked like somebody they would have like one delicious. They 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 just looks like somebody they'd have like advertising a Halloween store on like <laughs> yeah! cable access. Come on down to Satan's pit, the greatest Halloween store in the country. And frog. Oh man. <laughs> what? El, you. Uh, a funnier die video or college humor yeah. video where this old guy is like, he's like a New Yorker and he's like, come on down, I got all these fucking costumes. That's all. It's it's hilarious yeah. to explain it to you. God, it predates YouTube, I think. Like, it's on YouTube now. It's old as fuck, but that one. Yeah, it's, it's not quite badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, but it's pretty old. Yeah, yeah, it's, say, yeah it's, it's, it's up there. Here's yeah. a question I randomly had, and... For no good reason at all. Hmm. Why don't they have more conference calls on the view screen? I think we've seen one, and it was an Okana episode. Yeah, I don't know. Where they, like, have a split screen? Yeah, or, 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 yeah, either have a split screen or be able to take a call from your office and also have it play in the... 
on the bridge so that you don't have to go oh, to the yeah, bridge. Yeah, we can do that call. shit with cable for Christ's sake. It sakes. would be kind of weird because remember, because according to Liz, those are have depth. They're like projected. Images. Yeah, they're like. Remember, she said that. No, I don't. Liz no, says was, a lot of things. She said it's. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't remember what her rationale for it was, but she's like, yeah, there's. Oh, it's because so, when you see it from different angles, like the angles make sense. Mm. Doesn't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they have done it, so it is possible. Yeah. Well, maybe because in the future they have found that the personal touch is better, and you know. Actually, that was, that was not to go back, but briefly, one thing I noticed. They, uh, You're like, the warden did look good in that yo they, uniform. They, they, uh, they were like, oh man, let's not build another bridge. Let's just have the warden calling them from his bedroom. Mm. I told you never to call me on this wall. Although, to their credit, that was not just some, like, redressed Enterprise D bedroom. It was its own distinct bedroom, so good for them good for on him. that. But yeah, it was clearly just a way to avoid one having another bridge and two having had extras be the crew of the Phoenix. Yeah, for for about a good chunk of that episode, I was like, "Is he just? Is he the only one on the ship? Is he pulling a a, a Bev and uh, Picard where they never <laughs> need anyone? We before? don't need anybody else." Yeah, <laughs> weird. But yeah, I think it's probably just narrative overriding sense again, where it's just like they want you know important things to happen on the bridge, so. What's up with uh, speaking of weird costumes? What uh, what's up? What was up with uh, Picard's nighty, Huh? Yeah, I didn't like it. It's a little short. I thought he was Isn't really, really lucky shorts? that Data brought him a a uniform, and the war humor scene was a little too much for me. Mm. But Data brings him a uniform, which is lucky because otherwise he wouldn't have had wouldn't have been able to get back to the ship because it True. quote unquote vanished. I'm sure he could have borrowed some pants. <laughs> Could have borrowed a, a horrible jumpsuit from the scientist. He would have just made Data give him his clothes. Yep, Data just walks around yes, naked. Please. But Patrick Stewart looks bad in yellow. Yeah, yeah but Data looks good in nothing, so who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking A, priorities, people. And like, I don't know, every time they show Picard sleeping, I can't help but be like, that is the worst. Because he's always sleeping flat on his back, but he's, he's like always got his like, head in some place. <laughs> yeah, what was going on with that? <laughs> in what? Like he's, he's got, got noticed. He's he got all these plants at the head of his bed. Flower crown. He wants really fresh oxygen. It's the future version of a CPAP. He sleeps weirdly. I, I will say though, I did appreciate that his pillow and his blanket were sparkly. It was like a little, little TOS connection there. Mm. Doesn't look comfortable, but it looks sparkly. Mm. But yeah, I thought that too. It looked like his head was in his fucking planter. It's like, dude, listen, the hell? don't. He wanted to be closer to Tell Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Got a good close-up on him. But I think that was the last episode yeah, as well. Yeah, it was. Damn it. Uh, good fish acting. <laughs> From Livingston J. Fish. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's about all I yeah, got for I... these. Anything else? It's like more than I had for it. This, uh, it's just... Yeah, like the first episode was a bit more thought-provoking than the second one, which was just kind yeah. of... Yeah, the second one is just Arthur C. Clarke's third law, which is that any advanced technology is, is always indistinguishable yeah. from magic. Yeah, magic. Oh, that was one thing I did. I did appreciate though that they were like, "Could this be Q?" Nah, just because Q, Q wouldn't do contracts. I'm like, damn straight. Yeah, but it was good that they did acknowledge because sometimes you do have that. Like one thing that annoys me with Star Trek is sometimes you like crazy shit happens and everyone's like, "That doesn't seem believable." It's like. It's, it's, Do you not see the universe sci-fi. you exist in? So at least they were like, took a moment to explain why they felt like, no, no, this isn't 
crazy advanced alien species, even though we see those every other week. They at least justified it and didn't just go, this is impossible. Because again, inconceivable. Q, the Organians, uh, the list, the list is as long as your arm. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Grow another arm. Uh, no. they, they called Ardra a flimflam artist, which made uh, me yeah. happy. Flimflam is so fun to say. It's a good word. Yeah, flimflam is good. I I love that they're pretending con men don't exist anymore. I've been studying the art of the con. Data, access your memory banks for con artists. Yeah, and again, it's just like, you know, like, Harry Mudd probably only (laughs) died like 80 years ago, people. Come on. I'm picturing him. He's he's, frozen in carbonite somewhere. He's looking up con artists, and what he actually finds is a really nice portrait of Con Noonien Singh. (laughs) The one that, 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 uh, what's her name painted? Yeah. Yeah. Also, haven't we encountered other people running cons in TNG? I mean, Lucian from Fer- Magic to Make Us 2. Yes. The Ferengi. Yeah, <laughs> that the other Ferengi. god that we met. I mean, yeah. in a way, the Packleds are kind of con men. True, true, they were. They were. Um, I'm saying, yeah, it's not this forgotten art. Yeah. Well, but, you know, the Federation is living in a post-scarcity world. And they are post-scarcity girls. So maybe they don't have as many con men in the Federation because everybody's got what they want. And yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. In the Federation, they just call them admirals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. really, nice. That's what it really is. I liked um, how they briefly, or they were trying to figure out what Ardra was. They were like, oh, could she be a member of the Q continuum? So I was like, oh, could she just be, could it just be Q? And mm-hmm. then they're like, no, Q would never deal with contracts. We, we oh, just said that like wow, five minutes gee. ago. Yeah. Oh, was I spacing out? Yes. You must have. You were in Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay. All right, Ardra, is she plant, animal, or mineral? Q. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved, I loved how there was that scene when they were trying to figure out what she was, and they were like, oh, maybe she's a member of the continuum. And then fact, somebody was like, well, Q. maybe she's just Q. And they were like, well, Q would never deal with contracts. This is like gotten all like, what's that Chris Nolan movie? You know, the one I mean. Uh, Inception. Uh, I was gonna say it's like that episode we haven't gotten to yet with the time loop. Come on yeah. now, we <gasps> Are you Kelsey Grammer? Oh Will my you god! Sign that my bottle ex- of Merlot. Hold on, Here's let me see. Thing. Am I Kelsey Grammer? Hey baby, I feel. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Was... Hey baby, I feel the blues. You can sing it next week too. For those of you at home, for those of you at home, because this is an audio medium, before he started singing, Jake was feeling up his uh, pectoral muscles for some reason. It was very strange. That's where my inner Kelsey Grammer is. In your nipples? Yeah. Where where do you keep your inner Chelsea, Chelsea? Kelsey Grammer. I don't have an inner Kelsey Grammer. I have an inner David Hyde Pierce, and he lives in my thyroid. I would expect hey, baby, him to. I feel the blues are called in toss eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you Don't guys? Don't egg roll, eh? Oh no! <laughs> Did I ever tell you that I had a crush on David Hyde Pierce? David Hasselhoff? No, no, I don't hassle the Hoff. Who's David Hyde Pierce? David Hyde Pierce was Niles from Frasier. Okay, it sounds like a serial killer's name. I feel like, well, yes, it does actually. You're quite right. Yeah, yeah. They had a thing for him. That's fair. I was like, no, he's not gay. He's gay. You think about Mark David Chapman? I don't know who the fuck that is. He was just denied parole for the tenth time the other day. So now, listeners, you can roughly figure out when this is recorded. Mm. All right, we're talking about serial killers. Let's let's. We want dinner. Who's a serial killer? You just uh, assassin. That's true. But I always thought it was weird that Charles Manson got put away for life, even though he did not actually kill anybody. Well, yeah, but I mean, he, like, incited it, didn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, he, he sure did. He brainwashed a bunch of women, yeah. but like, is that? I mean, he's also didn't he give the order? Incredibly, yeah, insane. he gave the order, but he's so very, very that's insane. super a crime. Yeah, did Hitler personally kill anyone? Probably not. No, uh, himself. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And for that, he should be given a pardon because whoever kills Hitler is, couldn't be an evil man. This is getting weird. Let's wrap up. Yeah, the let's let's get out of here. This has turned into something strange. Let's Jake us the fuck out uh, of here. No, I'm not saying we should pardon Hitler. He's pretty bad. A real jerk. He's pretty bad. He's a real. But uh, he loved his sweets. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the yeah. German dictator known for his sweet tooth. Yeah, look up, look up, Führerkuchen. Führerkuchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have you ever told that story on this podcast? No, I don't think so. so. It's maybe, maybe on the hundredth episode, maybe Jake can tell us a, a nice story about Furikuchen. But for now, what's happening in episode ninety nine? The ninety nine restaurant, <laughs> great meal. Ninety nine. In episode ninety nine of a Shard Terror Storm. Sh- Shawshank Redemption? A Shawshank Redemption. We're going to be talking about two additional episodes <gasps> of Star Trek The Next Generation. Two whole episodes? Two Never of them. do that. That's first, so weird. And possibly many tangents as well. First, Inconceivable. The crew has to follow the clues. Blues, clues, blues, blues clues. clues. In Clues is the name of the episode. Because we're really smart. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> and followed by. First contact. Not that one. Wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't that a film title? Love recycling titles. Yeah. Like, why couldn't they have called it Resistance is Futile? It'll make sense if you see the movie. No, it won't. Yeah, but there are many other titles they could have picked. Why don't they just yeah, call are. it OMFG The Borg? Yeah. That's a good title. <laughs> Thank you. How about Star Trek how about, Fist Contact? How about, fuck, we couldn't get Tom Hanks. <laughs> so we'll be talking about First Contact and the Clues. Next week on Star Trek The Next Generation to steer her a star by. to steer her by dot com. Until then <laughs> forward slash Tom Hanks. Until then, find us on your local internet provider. <laughs> My first internet local internet provider when I was a kid was a, a place that it was called Digital Entropy. I don't know why I remember what a that. Because name. all like but ISPs, I just remembered because you said all that shit. ISPs used to be run by nerds, pretty much, mm. and they would call it nerdy stuff. Is digital entropy nerdy? It sounds nerdy. It does, yeah. It sounds fucking stupid. I think. Um, oh, white cat. Yeah, our white cat we had is one, here. We had well, that. I guess this was a beep, a bulletin board, a BBS, but we had one called Argus, named after the, the uh, dog, the from, dog the from the from the Odyssey. At least it wasn't Armus. That's true. Okay, Armis, now we're getting Armus Brooks. We're getting we're getting bored. Yeah, where else can you find us? You can find us online at Argus Bulletin Board. Dial one six one seven. Sometimes you can find point us your modem. the couch. Yeah, you can find us online at soundcloud.com. Mm. Search for Star to Steer Her By. You can also find us on Facebook, also on Twitter, and Tumblr to SSHB. Mm-hmm. Podcast, one word, no underscore, sshbpodcast.twitter on twitter.com. We're also available to download on iTunes and Google iTunes. Search for A Star to Steer Her By, our name of our podcast. And if you find us, 
write us a nice five-star review or a mean review. Whatever you want. Um, as long as you give us five stars. Send us a message on Facebook. Write to on our wall about us. Here's a topic for conversation. Ardra. Devil or con artist? Jake. The episode already settled that. But if you want to have more thoughts on it, please let us know. Also, also before any of you can jump in, I did look it up. An early draft called it Star Trek Resurrection. But they changed it because Alien Resurrection came out. Also, you can't spell resurrection without Fresh erection. Contact. So that's it's also all... insurrection, which has erection. Mm, yeah, because that's movie. because Picard gets a big erection in that movie. Well, we'll see it soon. Um, I wish I was insurrection. Anyway. Anyway, I think that's all I got. So my name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is always Caitlin. Bye bye. And the white cat is here getting a tummy rub. Oh, he's got a good tummy tummy. He's a sweet baby. Little hard drive. <laughs> he got Caitlyn in the face. No, he just almost did. He wasn't, he wasn't into that, so we stopped. And if you win, you get this fiddle made of gold. That's right. And, uh, and the captain said, Well, my name's Jean Luc, and it may be a sin, but I'll take that bet. You're going to regret. I'm the best that's ever been. Found the mountain run, boys. Yes, yes. All right, glad we could have this one. All right. Well, we knew it was coming. We weren't going to get through that without a uh, devil, only, like, devil goes out to Georgia. Just occurred to me that it was yeah. Necessary. No, not going to lie, did not occur to me. It did at not. All. It did not. Really? Me. Really? Like, just well done, this folks. second, I was like, okay, here we go. It's time.